Mr. Wonka? I am extraordinarily busy, sir. Uh, I just wanted to ask about the chocolate. Uh, the lifetime supply of chocolate for Charlie. When does he get it? He doesn't. Why not? Because he broke the rules. What rules? We didn't see any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong, sir. Wrong. Under Section 37B of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses, hearing and hearing contained, etc., etc., fax mentis incendium gloria culpum, etc., etc., memo bis punitor delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. You're a crook. You're a cheat and a swindler. That's what you are. How can you do a thing like this? Build up a little boy's hopes and then smash all his dreams to pieces. You're an inhuman monster! I said good day! Alright, and away we go. What's up everybody? Welcome to this level of All Up In Your Geek, the best hour of your week. You're welcome. And with me as always... This is Lou, a.k.a. Puerto Rican Judo, coming to you from the All Up In Your Geek studio. And with that, gentlemen, let's geek up. Settle up your horses. So, we got some emails, eh? Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to will. about the starts of video game journeys it made me recall mine i was first introduced to video games as a young one with the atari 3600 wow. and was not too impressed at all i liked playing but never got sucked in the way i did later on with the consoles from nintendo and genesis i think we all owe a debt of gratitude to those companies for not letting atari define video games and furthermore our childhoods geek up peace out henry Wow. Uh, well, Wait, hold on a second. Wait a yeah. minute. Yeah. Henry? Yeah. Well, wait, 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 wait. That is the least of my <clears throat> No, 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 no. That is the most of our concerns. All of our listeners have got great names, and this guy's just Henry? Thank you. Right. Yeah. And no 
not a console from the maker Genesis. <laughs> right. Again, yeah. I appreciate your time, and I hate to be a nitpick douchebag, but that's what I am. That's what God made me, and I will stick to it. I, you know, it's funny. It's funny that you said that because I actually wrote down here thirty six hundred with question marks. Yeah. What what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, no, did, I, did I miss that console? <laughs> no wonder he wasn't impressed. Uh, right. My guess was a simple input error that his his finger his fat ass finger just hit the three instead of the two. It's possible. Or or if I could if I could totally speculate without any evidence whatsoever, perhaps. That Henry's parents were sold a bootleg twenty six hundred sold sold in Canal Street. It's like this is twenty six. Oh yeah, twenty six hundred is just as good. Yeah, thirty. What's the thirty six? Don't worry about it. Oh man. Well, but let's let's get to his point. His point is one hundred percent correct. That I felt the exact same way, and I don't know if I mentioned it last week when we talked about it, but. We had an Atari also, and I thought it was okay, but I certainly wasn't into it the way I, I you know, got hooked with the Nintendo and, mm-hmm. you know, Sega Master System and then the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. So yeah. so his point is is well taken, well made, a point for Henri. I, yeah, I don't I don't think that that's off at all. There's nobody that'll say that any Atari game was, like, really, really great. You know, especially when you look... I mean, there were games that were fun and classic games that I loved playing. But, you know, you can't really compare Pong to Donkey Kong. You know what I mean? Like, that was the comparison back then. Exactly. It's, it's almost... Right. It's, it's You could look at video games in general. It's like there's the pre-Nintendo era with all these... You know, with the, and the Ataris in that. With Atari. Right. The Magnavox Odyssey... ColecoVision and tell all these archaic systems is pre Nintendo, mm-hmm. and then you have post Nintendo, and it's like before the electric light, you know, and then like <laughs> after the electric light, <laughs> you know. Yes, it's just like night and day. Yeah. So thank you, Henry. Much appreciated. And gentlemen, if that was our email undercard for the night, this Under. is our email main event. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm ready. I can only hope. It's as good as I'm expecting it to be. Hey, guys. Broken-hearted Kenny here. God damn it. (laughs) Wanted to check in because it's been a while since my last email. Honestly, the show has been pretty good lately with minimal trash. So kudos to you guys. If I can be serious for a moment, I read an article today that has altered my life in a very profound way. This announcement was so game-changing, I had to honestly reconsider all prior life choices up until this point. I read that there will be a brand new Ghostbusters cereal. Holy Slimer's nutsack, Batman. I mean, mean, this is huge. Like, the size of my hemorrhoids huge. But that's not all. There is also going to be Ghostbusters Twinkies filled with blue gooble cream instead of white. is to coincide with the new Ghostbusters Afterlife film coming out soon. Question to the three of you. How do you feel about this new movie after the abortion that was the last all-girls Ghostbusters? And will you see the new film? Your biggest fan, BHK. Welcome back, 
Kenny. We missed you, brother. Oh, wow. Well, Bob, hey, I'll let you start here because you're the film guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, from, from what I heard, I, I've seen the trailer uh, for the new one. And I was definitely interested. Um, you know, it looks like it's going to be more, you know, hopefully in line, you know, with the originals, unfortunately. You know, how Graham has passed away, so, we, you know, we can't have the original cast. But it looks like, you know, they're going to at least try to have, like, some, you know, callbacks to the to the original film. And it, it looked cool. It's going to have Paul Rudd in it. Uh, usually pretty funny. Um, so I definitely was, was interested. I, I think I will see it. Um, I, I feel like it has to be better than the all-girls Ghostbusters because that, that, that one was pretty bad. So, you know, we'll, I, we'll have to wait and see. I actually didn't see the all-girls Ghostbuster um, movie, and I heard about this Afterlife one, and it did seem I didn't I haven't seen anything about it or read anything about it other than you know the original cast uh, minus one was going to be there. Um, however, the big question that I really have is how do you have Ghostbusters Twinkies with blue Google instead of green Google? I don't understand. opportunity yeah right you gotta have slimer inside the twinkie (laughs) well i had no intention of seeing this this new ghostbusters i didn't see the last ghostbusters there is no dana only zool (laughs) (laughs) two ghostbusters films as far as i'm concerned and i never saw anything past that and i don't have any intention of ever doing so i thought the all girls recast was was a joke not because i have anything against women right and ernie hudson even said it himself he felt like it was a huge failure because they basically retold the same story and those are not my words because again i didn't see it Mm -hmm. yeah if they weren't going to give these new characters they weren't the same characters right they weren't supposed to be the original characters correct bob right right yeah it was yeah it was just kind of like it was like an alternate universe basically with you so know if they were creating new characters why didn't they create a new story and give them their own stories and and, and make an entirely new universe as you say right i, I yeah, don't know it, it, exactly and that was and that was the thing and i think that's what pissed people off i think the most and I, I think it wasn't that it was women i think that it was instead of you know, either continue like being a like a continuation of the story or, or something that took place in you know in the world that we knew and love with the original. They were like kind of ignoring you know the old one and right. sort of, you know it was this mutation <clears throat> Ghostbusters universe and and I think that's what pissed everybody off. You know they did have the original people kind of show up in that, but they were they weren't their normal characters. They were playing different characters, and it's like. What the hell am I watching here? You got Bill Murray, but Bill Murray is not Bakeman. He's, you know, other guy. You know what I mean? And it's and Ernie <laughs> Hudson showed up, and you know he's not, you know, Winston. He's, you know, the Leslie Jones's father. And it's like it's like, it's like you're, you're fucking with me now. You know, it's just it's just obnoxious, right? You know, and and right, and you're basically telling the same story. So it's like it's shit we've kind of already seen, and, and it just it came off poorly. So, you know. I thought they sold these actresses short because I have no problem with the fact that they're doing an all-girls cast, but I don't like the way they market it. I don't like the way that they say, hey, come see our movie. It's all girls. Oh, right. It's Ghostbusters. I'd rather it be the other way around where they say, hey, come see our movie because it's Ghostbusters. It's a kick-ass story. You'll love it. 
And oh, by the way, all the main characters are female, where it's like, oh, okay, cool, that could be pretty cool. But when you market it in today's day and age, in today's, you know, egalitarian society, it's, oh, everything's equal, you have to come see our movie because they're all women, and we're just going to tell you the same story we told you fucking 40 years ago, 35 years ago, whatever year it was when that shit came out. You know, I still, I still maintain that a lot of that bullshit is just people with their bullshit. And doesn't really have anything to do with the marketing. The marketing becomes that way because these people look at it and, I, well, let me not, I, they're just people in general, not any specific type of person, but there are people who say, oh, look, it's all girls, all girls. And then you start getting more people talking about it. And that's when people are like, well, so, so the fuck what if it's all girls? Is it good? That's, that's what it comes down to. You know, so I don't know if that's really a marketing ploy. Or if that's just, you know, these fucking snowflakes that, you know, make it about about gender, about race, about sexuality, about whatever it is that whenever something's out, it becomes an all-inclusive type of thing. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. It's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I, I don't right. have the answer to that. Yeah, me neither. But, yeah, but I'll continue to pound home the point that I can't fucking stand it. Anyway, Kenny, thank you for, for showing up again. We've not really missed you at all but (laughs) (laughs) but and i don't think you answered any of our questions that we posed to you before you took your your little bitch hiatus however it's nice to have you back and your attitude was a little more i don't know decent and get those hemorrhoids checked out bro take it all right well i just can't wait any longer for somebody to conquer my goddamn mountain oh well then you are in luck sir because brokenhearted kenny's email was brought to you by the new novel to conquer a mountain by r.s Danker, the exciting tale of one man's road to redemption and is still available right now on amazon.com boom boom yes so kenny you had a very fitting email this week because gentlemen have you ever seen the classic film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory I'm talking about the 1971 Gene Wilder yes good day sir (laughs) (laughs) it's a great movie amazing one of I mean I I don't want to throw too much hyperbole in but it's really one of the best movies ever made incredible did you know that they were talking about a prequel. No. I did not know that. I did not. I didn't see them. But I stumbled upon this article. The prequel now has a release date. Oh, it is. Yes, it is slated for March 17th, 2023. Okay. So two but years from now. Right. Well, that's not really the point here, but right. What the fuck? But anyway, so I I continued to read on because, Mm -hmm. like I said, I'm a huge fan of the first movie. I mean, growing up watching that movie was... Mm -hmm. No, I I agree. Yeah, but it was like being a kid in a candy store. Just just incredible. Well, you know what? Before you continue, let me ask you this. And if this is the direction that you're going in, just stop me. Did you see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? The remake with... uh, With Johnny Johnny Depp? Depp? Yeah. I did. Did you like that one? 
opposed to the original one. When I first saw it, I did not like it. I was like, what is this sacrilege? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> and then I watched it one or two more times, and I was like, eh, okay. I mean, I guess. Like, uh, I mean, uh, I'm still not happy about it because of the original being as great as it was. Mm. But, you know, it's not the worst movie ever made. I mean, I, I kind of like Johnny Depp. So do I. And, yeah. and I found his portrayal... You know, the much darker Willy, you know, Willy Wonka as appealing. And I, I found myself wondering how cool it would have been if they sort of could have crossed over a little bit and, and given us the original movie in 1971 with the original actors and actresses, but with the dark Willy Wonka. Right. So as much as I didn't like it, and it's much closer to the book in terms of his, his persona mm-hmm. in the movie. So as much as I didn't like it, there are aspects of it that I appreciate. Okay. Now, I will give you a little bit of knowledge about the prequel. Uh, the directing will be done by Paddington director Paul King. Producing the film is David Heyman, who produced all eight Harry Potter films. And writing the film is Simon Rich whose latest work includes Seth Rogen's HBO Max film, An American Pickle. I happen to love Seth Rogen. He's funny. He is funny. Yeah. So none of that particularly bothered me. I like the uh, Harry Potter connection. I think that could only mean good things for the franchise. For the Right, yeah, right. exactly. Now here's where it just veered off course for me. They were talking about the casting a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so this, this prequel, it began... There were rumors back in in 2016, and Ryan Gosling, Donald Glover, and Ezra Miller were in the running to play Willy Wonka. Ezra Miller? Yes. Don't ask me who that is. I have no fucking clue. It's the Flash. Yeah. There you go. Justice League. Okay. So, here's where it takes the turn. Never happened in 2016. They pushed it off. I don't know if they didn't have the right backing or maybe the right casting. Who knows what the issues were? I don't. Ezra Miller? Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. It gets worse. It gets worse. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> so, now they're recasting him. And they're talking about, up for the role of Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. are Janelle Monet and Kate Blanchett. Say what? Yeah. So, I don't Will, know... Wilma Wonka? social media creation you know this this again we go back to this egalitarian fervor is this like a fan are, are these fan-made suggestions or are these legitimate contenders from the people who are writing producing or whatever well that's where what's not clear because you know how how these media outlets this one's called where is the buzz tv and they have all these different i don't even know what these things are but they, they are suggesting these characters. Uh, Janelle, Janelle Monet as Willy Wonka would be epic. And then they have her in costume. So I don't know if she's part of the casting or if she did it specifically for this role or if she did something similar that they're taking and, and, and using those pictures. I, I have no clue. Mock up. Yeah, that, that's my... Uh, they do that a lot. You know, they, they just make like con- like their own concept art or whatever. Right. So... It's, it's neither here nor there. The, the, the larger point that I'm making is, on top of this being a very cool thing, just a prequel to one of my favorite movies ever, 
50 years in the making. Mm-hmm. Isn't it just flat-out bullshit? And it's got nothing to do with me hating women. <laughs> it's got everything to do with continuity. Well, I'm looking at some pictures. I don't know if these are the ones that you're referring to. Um, I don't know if she's cosplaying or if these are photoshopped or what. She doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look horrible. However, the traditionalist in me is like, no, I I don't know. I, I had a problem with Ezra Miller. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and it's a guy. So I, I don't know. I think that there are certain roles that are just very hard to fill. And I, I think Willy Wonka might be one of those roles. I don't think that anyone can do what what Gene Wilder did. Because Johnny right. Depp, as good as, a, as an actor as he is, um, was no G- Gene Wilder. Agreed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, don't, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. It depends on what the purpose is. You know, if the purpose is just to, you know, take a role and show that any actor or actress can play it, then I don't necessarily agree with it. If there's something to the story where Willy Wonka had a daughter that nobody knew about and that's the route that they're going, okay, I can go with it. It may or may not be good, but at least they're doing something to explain why it's this way. They're not just recasting for the purposes of recasting. Right. And and I think that's, that's what bothered me about it, was we're talking about a 50-year-old character here. There's 50 years of history with this character, and again, he was created, he was written about, they made a movie, they made another movie. He's always been a male, even if Johnny Depp had some, some female characteristics about him mm-hmm. in that film. He's still always been a male character, and I think 50 years later, to just flip it to a female, unless, like you said, there's going to be some backstory, but, and this goes further towards the societal bullshit we deal with on a day-to-day basis today, mm-hmm. but are you going to tell me that he was Wilma Wonka? And then he had some sort of sex change and then became Willy Wonka. I, I mean, I think maybe there are a million and Char- Char- So you're saying Charlie and the transgender factor? <laughs> <laughs> there are a million and one ways that you could take this story if you're going to go prequel with it. And I feel like that shouldn't be one of them. There's no reason to introduce today's bullshit into a story of this caliber. Of, of this historical magnitude. I agree. And shoehorn your fucking nonsense into my movie. In in today's movies, TV, video games, books, whatever other type of entertainment or media there are there is for people to view today's bullshit that goes on in this society. There's a time and place for it. They can make movies about whatever and books about whatever's going on. Uh, be it fictional or non-fictional, and however they want to do it. But I agree with with you on this. I don't think they should be taking a movie such as Willy Wonka, and I'm sure there's a bunch of other movies that we can find examples of, and just recast it for the purpose of showing, you know, some type of agenda in today's society. Those movies were classics then. They were the way they were for that time period then. They don't need to be recreated in this type of environment. It's not going to always work. It has worked for some movies where they've redone it, you know, 20, 30 years later, and it's been just as good. And there's been a ton of them that they've done that, you know, 
it just doesn't work. And this might be one of those. I tell you what, though, I'll cast Ezra Miller as a fucking Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I would have to agree. I'm, I, I feel like I'm, I'm very confused, though. I'm very confused because if you would have told me, all right, they're going to do Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory again, but the twist is Willy Wonka is a, a woman. All right. Like, again, I'm not super happy with it, but, like, at least I understand that. I, can, I get that. But if, when you're telling me, oh, we're going to do a prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with, with a young Willy Wonka, but now it's a girl. Because now I'm confused because I'm like, how are you going to, like, what are you matching up to? Like, how is this, like, because, all right, if you were doing a prequel to the Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, right. this doesn't make sense. If, even if you're, and if you're leading up to the Johnny Depp one, that doesn't make sense. So the only thing that I'm left with is, like, now you're doing, like, a, a whole another universe, Willy Wonka, and, and then not only are you going to do this prequel, but then you're going to do Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with this woman continuing this, you know, alternate 1985, you know, timeline, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just really confused. And I don't really understand who's, who's this for. Because I think younger kids today, I don't think they're really familiar with this story and the movies. So they're going to be like, what the hell is this? Right. And then you have people like us who are fans of the original who are going to be like, what the hell is this? So it's like you double lose, you know, at And again, I I, I mean, I foresee, I mean, unless this is like the greatest thing ever, I foresee this being a a flop and and I would be surprised if they even went through with it, um, with that casting. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Would you be sold if this is a prequel telling the story of like, you know, if they're casting this role as a female, the, some type of mother figure of Willy Wonka and how he got to the chocolate factory and where it came from, how it got, what it got, how, where the chocolate river came from an origin story. Yeah. It's Willy, you know, the story of Willy Wonka's mom or something. Some whoever, you know, started the whole thing, right. you know, then we see a young Willy Wonka and it's, you know, Willie or, or whatever. I think, I, yeah, I mean, that's fine. But you know, the way that it's that, you know, D money, you're reading it to me now. It's like, no, no, we're doing a, a prequel. And Willy Wonka is a woman. Like, to me, again, I'm confused. That's right. very confusing. I think that, uh, that's it, off the same boat. I thought if they wanted, if you wanted to go with this kind of a story, why not just make a sequel and have this woman be the woman that Willy Wonka falls in love with and meets? And, and yeah. like you said, Lou, I was thinking the exact same thing. If they were going to make this a prequel and they were going to cast a female Willy Wonka, if you will, and I say that in air quotes, why not just have it be his mother? But these, again, social media posts from, I don't know what they are, but these, these media outlets of some sort. And, and who is Jill Gutowitz? I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Her, her social media post was, cast Kate Blanchett as Willy Wonka, you fucking cowards. So, I Wait, wait, wait. Cast Kate Blanchett? Yeah, I don't know if, if they're poking fun at it. I don't know if she's just having a good time. But again, the, the pictures that I saw with Janelle Monet, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, because if I'm saying it wrong, I've said it wrong now about four times. Those look like Willy Wonka-esque pictures. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't know what they are. I don't know if, if, if it's you know casting from another movie or if they're just fan-made nonsense. I have no idea. And I think that this article was written well before a lot of the facts are known but 
for me, Roald Dahl was one of my favorite authors growing up. I loved all of his books. Mm -hmm. And to take a story that exists the way it does from a very well-known, very popular author and reimagine it for today's youth would be okay. But to prequel it with an origin story that, like you said, Bob, doesn't make any sense is not okay with me because there right. are other ways to do this that I just spoke about. You yeah. don't have to make it not make sense. You could make it make sense and still write the movie and, and, and cast the movie and direct and, and the movie the way you want to do it. Just make it Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Part 2. You know, back in chocolatier than ever. <laughs> okay. but, whatever. Double chocolate. But there's no reason to undo such a fantastic part of history. And don't miseducate the youth of today with your societal bullshit. That, I think, is what bothers me the most. Because my kids are going to sit down to watch this movie. And I'm going to have to explain to them what a bastardization of the original film that this is. And not because there's a woman playing the lead. Again, I can't stress that enough. I love women. It's a time and a place for everything. And this is not the time, nor is it the place, to undo such a classic film. In unrelated news, I just heard that Luke Skywalker has been recast by Katie Holmes. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, it, it's not that often that, you know, we come across something that we agree on, even if it's for different reasons. But I mean, listen, I'm, I knew the name. I'm terrible with actor and actresses names. And I just looked up Kate Blanchett and she's got quite the portfolio. I've seen a lot of the movies that she was in. Um, I, I just, she might be a fine actress, but this is not a role I think that needs to be redone that way. And not because she can't do it, not because she's a woman, not because a woman can't do it. A woman can do whatever she wants. This is just, I, I, I can't as a traditionalist do that. There are other roles that have been cast by other people of other races and other genders that I didn't agree with either. The, the first one that popped into my head was when they made that ridiculous Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. That was the first opposition right there, right? Ben Affleck. But, you know, they cast Kingpin as Michael Clark Duncan, and I didn't agree with it. Um, you know, because it's I'm thinking of the comic book. But that actually worked out because I think he was a better Kingpin than Ben Affleck was a daredevil, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, he really was. So, you know, he was the perfect size, the perfect look. Um you know, so that was one of the times where I, you know, I, it was off. But initially, that was my no. It's it's not, it's not to the comic, and that's how that's what my mentality was. So there are times where stuff like that can work, and it worked for Kingpin. But I don't know if that would work for Willy Wonka. And yeah, you know, I want to say too. You know, um, I used to, uh, speaking of recasting, they they um, when they rebooted Battlestar Galactica, they recast Starbuck. You know, as Katie Sackhoff, and you know that was a male character, and then it became a female, and she did a great job, mm -hmm. and I think she was, you know, an, an excellent Starbuck. Um, so I, I feel like that worked out, you know, well. So it's not, you know, not that I'm against 
you know, ever switching. I, I think, it, you know, if it's done and if it's done well. Right. It's just I think in this instance, uh, in my mind, I, I don't I don't see how I don't see how that works. And I and again, I don't know what would be the end goal of that of that of that casting. Another you know, part other of than, you know, political. Right. Yeah. Well, another part of it that bothers me is like, why are you going back to a well-known franchise that has a fan base already? The reason you do that is because you're bringing people in that know and love the franchise already. Right. But if they know and love the franchise already, they're going to see it. You don't have to do a 180 and totally change it from what it is. The reason they know it and they love it is because it is what it is. Yeah. They like what? I know that they. I know that they wrote a. Um, it was another To Kill a Mockingbird book, and it wasn't nearly as good as the original. And I loved the original To Kill a Mockingbird. It's one of the only books that I've ever really read and finished. I'm not a big reader, um, but I also watched the movie of To Kill a Mockingbird, the old black and white movie, and it was just as good uh, as the book, which almost never happens. If they wanted to recast a To Kill a Mockingbird movie in today's society and then change Atticus Finch to a woman, I would be absolutely opposed to that because it doesn't stick to the um, the authenticity of the book or the movie. Agreed. There you are. Okay. So, I don't understand the... Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. You know, they, like like Bob and I have already said, I mean, we're, we're beating a horse at this point. It, there's a time and place to do it right, and this is just not it. This is yeah. not it. You know, I, I think it's great that they want to do the franchise some justice, that they want to do another movie, um, keep it alive for another generation of kids, because it really is a, a, a good story, but not like this. This is not... Willy Wonka. You know what I mean? And furthermore, as a final point, I would like to see a new trend in Hollywood where instead of remaking good movies, why don't we try to remake some shit movies? <laughs> How about that? Why don't we try to do a good Howard the Duck? How about that? Leave Willy Wonka alone. <laughs> yeah, they seriously. Nailed they nailed that one the first try. Howard the Duck? You know, we need a, we need a second at bat. <laughs> squeeze will last long term oh it's so true that i totally don't see this as a as a as a fluke with a bubble that will burst immediately <laughs> it'll last forever no that's uh that's a not true that it's not gonna it's not gonna last long at all this was 
there's a, I was actually just talking about this with my brother-in-law uh, on my drive home because he called me to ask me whether or not I still had GameStop stock from when we when I worked there. <laughs> um, and it, I forget the term. There's a term in in trading where people get money together and try to increase a stock to force people to buy it and then they sell it so they make out with money real quick. Uh, short, what? Short, it's a short sale. Yeah, but not it, it. It's not sale. There's another term. Although it's a short some shit, and okay. um, so that's what happened here. The the only the only thing that blew up in these people's face is that there was a group of people who realized what was going on, and decided to band together and fight off the moguls. So now they have increased that stock, and now all of these hedge fund people who have put into GameStop have to match it now so it went from like four dollars a stock to like 350 when i checked an hour ago and <laughs> so it's definitely short term that's what it was meant for but it's going to raise a lot of eyebrows within the next 24 hours i anticipate yeah well you guys are absolutely right this is a not true that as not a true that as we'll ever get it's it's a a, a short term strategy mm-hmm. by People with money to manipulate the markets in their favor. It never lasts. It's it's a well-known strategy, although the, the whole Reddit internet thing is new. This is something that right. ha, it has been seen many times before. It won't last. It never does. And it it's and I, not it, it's not a reflection of GameStop. GameStop is still the same shitty company they were yesterday. So they still closed down 9,000 stores nationwide over three months. <laughs> There's nothing's changing. You know, I got two questions, if I can just interject. Two okay. thoughts. Sure. First, right, do you remember when we talked about when Reggie fils was was, you know, joining the, the board? Yes. Yes. So <laughs> I haven't heard shit about that since. <laughs> so... Yeah. Not going up to a thousand dollars a share. If if by this time if by this time next week it it even hits eight hundred, I'd be surprised. Yeah. It, 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 run like I said. Sell yep. that shit. And run. Much like the New York Jets football team, <laughs> even 
even when all they have to do is lose, <laughs> they still fail. And that was the GameStop. GameStop stock. All it had to do was lose, and it still fucked it up. That sounds like their whole business model. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> you know, real quick though, it's not it's not just GameStop either. AMC movie theaters. Uh, I was uh, my brother in law told me was another one that went from uh, like four dollars, and right now is just at about a hundred. They're trying to do the same thing there too. Yeah, all the people going to see movies these days. Exactly. That's <laughs> perfect time for it. <laughs> my question is, do I get COVID with my stock purchase? <laughs> oh, you do? You get COVID and the vaccine. <laughs> the Microsoft Live membership price hike is an unforgivable act. True that or not? Hmm. An unforgivable act. Hmm. You know, I'm going to go with a not true that and only because it didn't stick. If it did stick, then it would absolutely 1000% be unforgivable. However, if we're going to amend that statement, we don't have to. The fact that that decision was even fucking considered and made in the first place is 100% unforgivable. I would love to be a fucking fly on the wall in that board meeting when one or two people were like, hey, I got an idea. Let's just let's just take the Xbox Live or Xbox Gold membership, right? The one year that we're trying to get rid of. We can get rid of it and then just take the six-month one and charge the exact same amount. And then 12 other people were like, that's a great idea, buddy. I, I don't get I don't see it. I understand that they're trying to make money. I understand that they're trying to get everyone to move into Game Pass. I get it. But... There had to be some better way to do that shit. 100%. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, was it a bad call? Yes. Is it tone deaf in this climate? Yes. You know, does it, you know, piss off, you know, a lot of people who might be hurting right now where, you know, if they wanted to get it now, it's like fucking double. Absolutely. You know, should they have been called on it? Of course. And I'm glad that I'm glad the uh, people out there did. Mm-hmm. But. Is it unforgivable? No, because like Lou said, they did realize, oh, we fucked up, and they did reverse it. So, you know, you know, still fuck you, but you know, they at least <laughs> they reversed it. So. Fuck you, but have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, have a nice day. Have a good day. <laughs> I, I think I agree with you, gentlemen. The key here is is in the semantics of it. I don't believe there is such an act that is unforgivable. I think everything is forgivable. However, was it stupid? Absolutely. But it was par for course for Microsoft. This is what they do. Stupid shit. That they got a backpedal. And they fix it. Yeah. So I think it was just absolutely moronic. I don't I can't even come up with a more befuddling way to describe their incompetence with this. But Lou, you said it perfectly. I agree 100% with what you said. Every single word of it. It's not unforgivable, but stupid. So I will go with a not true dad. Yeah, like, I mean, listen, I, I'm i an Xbox guy, and when I read it, I didn't think twice about it, only because I already have Game Pass. I'm paying the $14.99 a month, and that's it. I can play online, and I get the free games, and I get the Game Pass games. doesn't affect me. But when 
you know, I had just glanced at it. And then when I, st- I kept seeing it popping up on my social media feeds and I read a few of the articles and I'm like, yo, this is really fucked up. Like, why? Why would I, I don't understand why they would make this decision? I understand what I do understand is, like I said, they want to make money, but they've had a model that works for so many years. Why would they want to twist it in a way that would turn the fan base? Which is exactly what happened. They were all like, fuck you. You're not double charging me for fucking six months. Are you crazy? Um, and, you know, the, the flip side to that is they did apologize, which is, you know, I think every company, you know, that fucks up apologizes and says some shit. But the one thing that they put in their statement that kind of rubbed me the wrong way was where it was something to the effect of. We're going to allow you to play free-to-play games the way that they were meant to be played. And it's like, okay, so we'll be able to play free-to-play games for free. But how about those other games that have other modes? Like, how does that work? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I guess... For example, like a Call of Duty, right? You can get Warzone for free and play Warzone for free, but you can't do... No, not that Warzone. (laughs) But, you know, the multiplayer aspect to it in general is part of the Call of Duty game, so you can't play that. I, I, I felt like it was a little misleading. I felt like they were leading people to believe that you can play whatever you want to play for free online. And that's how people are going to read into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, this whole thing really made the, the, the PlayStation 5 more appealing to me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but the question is, can I use my Xbox points to buy some GameStop stock? Is that possible? <laughs> that, uh-huh. It might be possible. They got a partnership going on, you know. <laughs> but what you guys don't understand, and nobody is print when they buy GameStop stock. In fine print it says, stock dividends only paid in store credit. Oh shit. <laughs> well, at least get the strategy guide for 10% off. <laughs> and if you opt for cash you get 10% less. <laughs> Wait, I got, I got my power up card. <laughs> now, you know what? Before we move from this topic I have a question. I know neither one of you guys have Game Pass. But could you see maybe in a year's time or two years time, they phase out this Xbox Live whatever and stick to the Game Pass, but then right. take that Game Pass and up that fourteen ninety nine? Yeah, that was actually my thought, Lou. What you said was what I, when I first heard this announcement, I was like, oh, all right, they're just getting rid of the, the gold and they're just rolling it into, you know, the Game Pass and then, you know, just increase... The Game Pass, I mean, just have just have two levels of Game Pass. There's, like, you know, base-level Game Pass where you just get access to the game, and then whatever, jerk-off-level Game Pass where, you know, you get the games and then the ability to play other people online if you want to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Also known as Bob Level. <laughs> Bob Level. <laughs> no, just, just Google, Google in my mouth level. Blue, blue Twinkie Google. Blue Twinkie, Ghostbuster, <laughs> Slimer, Marshmallow, Berry. Now, if they right. if they did elevate that price from fourteen ninety nine, and let's say, you know, they doubled it and made it thirty dollars a month, do you think that 
with the online option, Game Pass games, five free games a month, access to EA and Bethesda, that $30 a month for that service is still a decent deal. I mean, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Like, if you broke it down, I'm sure it is. But it, that's like, it's just, just hearing that, it's just like, and looking at it, like, it, it, it hurts, like, my wallet. Like, just, I, just thinking about it. I agree. I think you're right. I think quality, quantity and quality-wise, you're probably getting enough bang for the buck for that to make sense. But it sounds a whole lot better at $19.99 a month. Right. Yeah, I think if when when you start getting to twenty nine ninety nine a month, like it just, yeah. like even with video games, right? When something's on sale and it's tw- you know it's down to twenty nine ninety nine, you're like, I'll wait till it gets to nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I I think that if they rose if they rose the price to twenty, I would still kind of bat my eyes, but I would be like, all right, fine. Cause I do get a lot of value out of those game pass games. But if, if they jacked it up to 30 or 40 or even 50, I, I'd have to be out. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this next one, gentlemen, I, I did want to touch on this at some point this episode. Cyberpunk 2077 is a hopeless, broken mess. And it's time to move on. Did you? True that or not true that? Gentlemen, did you see this? Cyber Cyber Glitch 2077? Yeah. You see this? They patched the game, and they broke it even fucking worse. They made one of the main storyline quests uncompletable. There's a guy who's supposed to call you on his cell phone, and in true D-Money fashion, he loses his mic, and he never calls. (laughs) (sighs) It's okay because because CG Project Red apologized, so it's fine. (laughs) You know, listen, I have played Cyberpunk. It's been maybe about a week that I've played, um, but I was playing it, and I've been enjoying it. It was not nearly as glitchy, and this was before this update. It was not nearly as glitchy as some people made it out to be. And and for those of you listening who are wondering what platform I'm playing it on, I'm playing it on my Xbox One X. There were a couple glitches. There was one time where I got stuck in the concrete and I couldn't get out of the concrete after getting What's hit. <laughs> yeah, after getting hit by a car while I was on a motorcycle uh, during one mission, which was also a uh, main story mission my progress depended on killing someone and I couldn't find that person. And when I found them, they were stuck in a wall in an elevator. So I had to shoot the elevator in order to kill them, but I was able to progress. So those were, (laughs) yeah, right. Those are the only, say it again. (laughs) No, it was, it was a little lower to the ground. Um, but I, I, I think this, the brilliance of that game is in the story. The story is very interesting. Um, other than those, uh, those two glitches that I mentioned, I haven't really encountered anything else. So I can't say that it's a glitchy mess and we should get over it. However, there are glitches and people have been complaining since release have demanded refunds, have gotten refunds, have demanded to get a refund and keep the fucking game, which some of them have been honored, um, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. So I do think that 
at this point, if you have the game, play it or don't play it. Shut the fuck up about it and move on. So I'm going to just say true that because, yes, we need to move the fuck on. It's been a month, two months, right? When did the shit come out? Yeah, so it, it's been it's been enough time. Play it or don't play it. But stop fucking complaining about it. Stop saying you want your money back. Stop saying you want to keep the game that you don't like and get your money back. Fuck off. Well, yeah, I would I would agree with that. But I mean, yeah, I think you should move on. But do I think it will always be unplayable? I think no. I think I think they will probably get it to a state. Where it's somewhat stable and somewhat playable. <laughs> in, <laughs> yes, so, in in 2077 they will. <laughs> it will be perfect. <laughs> so what's it? Bob, true that or not true that? I will repeat it for you. Twenty Cyberpunk 2077 is a hopeless, broken mess, and it's time to move on. So I would say not true that, not true that, because I like I said, I feel like it's not hopeless. I feel like they they will get something stable. And playable at some point, and maybe when it's twenty bucks, when it's nineteen ninety nine, that's what I'll play. I'll <laughs> be <laughs> stable. I'm gonna go with Lou again. True that. It is a hopeless, broken mess. They were supposed to patch this game and fix all the glitches, and they just made it worse. And now the patch needs to be patched. Right. So they're either doing it intentionally, or they're just so incompetent and inept at their jobs that. I want nothing to do with it. I wasn't playing the game anyway, but I think enough is enough. If I already paid for it and I have it, whether I got my money back or not is irrelevant. I might go back to it once they fix it, but I'm not holding my breath. Like I said, I'm moving on. Yeah, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. And finally, gentlemen, I have some maybe somewhat surprising news for you, but we'll get to that. True that or not true that. WandaVision has lived up to the hype so far. Not true that. <laughs> uh, not true that. 100%. Um, and I've thought about this a lot. And, I, and I'm like, would, if this wasn't Marvel, and if these weren't characters that I knew before this, going into this show, would I give two shits about this show? And I think my answer is no. Um, from what I mean, again, that could change, but from what I've seen so far, I, no, it has not lived up to the hype, and it's, I don't know, this show has kind of pissed me off a little bit, um, with what's been presented and how it's been presented. I think you could have told a story like this in a more interesting and compelling way, in my opinion. Well. So wait, so that is a not true that from Bob. Right. It is no, it has not lived up to the to the hype so far. No. You know, I I I agree with Bob in such that I'm really only watching it because it's fucking Vision and Wanda who are in the Avengers right. movies. You know what I mean? And yeah. right now there's not been an Avengers movie or any type of movie to you know, to that lineage or to that story arc. So I'm kind of watching to see what happens. And in three episodes of WandaVision, very little has happened. Except for the fact that Vision is a little quirky and Wanda's still kind of hot. And that's it. And there's, like, right, and there's outside 
and yeah, and you know there's outside forces at play. You can suspect who some of these forces are. You know, there there's talk about one of one of the characters that's inside of this story being Mephisto, who you know is uh, taking control of all of this. And you know, there's a whole theory about how there's uh, how. Wanda kind of is being manipulated or sold her soul to have this type of life because Vision died. There's a whole bunch of different theories out there. But you have to listen to them in order to get it. You got to do research in order to see it. And I was sitting I was sitting on my couch last Friday watching the first episode and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? You know what I find interesting? Like, like anyone would even get, like, you know, you, Lou, you might, yeah. you know, if you know classic TV, you mm-hmm. might get these references, but young kids today, I don't know what the fuck the, 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 any of this shit is, or no. who would they even give a shit? Like, dude, you know, the, the Dick Van Dyke uh, throwback, the Bewitch mm-hmm. throwback, the mm-hmm. Brady Bunch throwback, mm-hmm. and even, even so, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I think it's interesting that they're going through great lengths to recreate these two heroes in those types of environments, so much so that they have partnered with people who were part of um, Dick Van Dyke and those type of shows back then. I think that level of authenticity is absolutely fantastic. But after three episodes, we should have some type of clear direction as to where this shit is going. And I don't think it's that clear. It's murky at best. And in order for us to make it clear, we got to watch other people's theories, read shit about some of these characters and, you know, all of that stuff. Like, I'll be completely honest. I didn't know that Vision and, and Scarlet Witch or Wanda had twins in the comics. I had no idea. I had to look that up and read about it. And then it made sense. And I don't have a problem doing that, but there might be people who are like, fuck this. What's, what is this? If I want to watch this, I'll watch Nick at Night. What, what's going on here? It should stand so on its my, 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 my short-term answer is not true that. It has not lived up to expectations yet. Bob's right. That can change. The next episode can be, can be completely mind-blowing. And then, you know, my opinion would change. But as of these three episodes... It's very, very, very slow build. You know, I'm going to surprise you, gentlemen, because when I first saw this coming out, I, we saw a commercial for it on live television, which we never watch anymore. Mm-hmm. But I saw a commercial for it, and I was like, wow, stylistically, that looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I was interested in it until I found out that it was Marvel. Mm-hmm. Then I was very quickly disinterested in it. (laughs) And then I decided, you know what, fuck this. It's Marvel. I have no interest. I'm not into the superhero bullshit. Pass. But one of you guys, I think it was you, Lou, Mm -hmm. suggested that I watched it. And I said, all right, you know what? I was initially interested in it. Maybe I'll wipe my palate clean. You know, forget about it being Marvel and just try and experience it. I don't have the history with the Marvel Universe that you guys do. I don't look shit up. I don't know anything outside of this show. Mm-hmm. And while I did find the first two episodes to be, I don't want to say pointless, but it, it seemed like they were just sort of setting the scene and getting comfortable in what the show was. Right. And at this point, it appears they serve no other purpose. But we haven't seen the rest of 
the series. And in between the time that I decided not to watch it and that you convinced me to watch it, I read something that I didn't intend for it to be a spoiler at the time. It was really just an interview. And I'm going to keep the contents of that interview to myself because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Mm -hmm. But in hearing what I heard, I could see that it might end up being more than it seems like right now. Right. And I think I think after the first two episodes, if you had asked me this question, I would have said not true that. It has not lived up to the hype. However, I found the third episode to be quite intriguing. Yeah, it was better than the other two. Oh. Yeah, it was better. Yeah. And the way it ended in sort of cliffhanger-ish fashion mm-hmm. gripped me. It, it engaged me and it grabbed me. And... While I'm still not super keen on it being a Marvel project, I don't think that in and of itself disqualifies it from me enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with a true that. I think right. it has up to at least the hype that I had for it. Because I didn't have these wild expectations going in of, oh, this is the, the, the franchise or the universe that I love, and it's right. going to be amazing, and it's going to be all action-packed. And I kind of love the style of it. And I think the crossover, how they've just started to sort of go back and forth between the Dick Van Dyke and the current day, is mm-hmm. very cool. You know that that could be it too. I think Bob and I might just have a a uh, a feel for what Marvel has been doing over the last however many years with the movies, and to get to this type of place with this type of product, it just feels different. Because I by no means think it's garbage. Because I know it's leading somewhere, and I can see that. Um, but I, I guess I did have higher expectations and maybe that's the problem. Um, but I see this series being some type of bridge or some type of, um, connection between the movies that have just happened and now moving into this next chapter of whatever they have planned with all of the announcements that they made from Spider-Man and on. Um, so I'm sure that it's going to lead into that, whether or not it's going to be enjoyable or completely enjoyable that remains to be seen because how many episodes are there is it eight or ten i think it's nine actually oh nine that's what i saw all right so i mean we still got six episodes a lot can happen in six episodes yeah yeah i'm, well, I'm, hoping, yeah, I'm hoping yeah that it picks up and you know like i said if uh you know depending on how how it delivers at the end my my opinion might might change it's just um i feel like to to lead off with what they let off with might have um not been great i maybe would have you know tried you know had something different right in the beginning to because i mean that's your first impression so right. and it, i feel like it was a little subpar first impression i think it might be building to the crescendo building to the crescendo if you will yeah it could be you know i really like the fact that they picked these two characters also because they're not the original four avengers and they're also not I, well maybe they are beloved i don't know but it seems that some people like the initial four and some of the other characters like the guardians of the galaxy and spider-man a little bit more than these two i think these this is a good these two are good bridge characters to really introduce whatever it is they're looking for because if they're talking about doing a multiverse thing um this might be these might be the two best characters to do that with so or, or to start that trend with i guess i don't know um yeah but we'll see you know the next episode is friday and and i'm watching so 
this session of Trubat. All right. Well, this would be a good time to remind everyone that this level of All Up In Your Geek is brought to you by The High Heeled Gamer, the Oprah of the Nerd World. You can catch her on our website at thehighheeledgamer.com or live on The Breakdown every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on Facebook. Boom. Come on. Yes, you remembered this week. <laughs> it's a broad look at all things comics, heroes, villain, and villain-related news, interviews of actors, writers, and your favorite comic book paraphernalia. Double boom. And on that note, close us the fuck out. <laughs> well, I wanted that space in there on purpose. You have reached the end of this level of All Up In Your Geek. Remember to keep those emails coming to allupinyourgeek at gmail.com and follow us on all forms of social media at All Up In Your Geek. And in closing, geek up! <laughs>